Welcome to the Functional Wellness Podcast with your host, Dr. Allison debardo Goggin. This show is bringing you the best in functional medicine, the mindset of healing with a dose of inspiration. Dr. Allison is committed to helping you understand your body and symptoms by finding the root cause and then working with simple and effective treatments to get you back to feeling your best. Dr. Allison has authored multiple books on hormones, pregnancy, and healing, and is the owner of Little Black Bag Functional Medicine. Please welcome your host, Dr. Allison. Hello and welcome to today's episode. This is Dr. Allison, and we are going to be talking about how to have more restful sleep so you can have a more energized and better day. So let's just jump in. So my number one recommendation is to start sleeping on a consistent schedule. And all of these tips are going to be things that you need to be doing consistently every single day. It's not a one fix wonder is going to work with anything. So the more that you sleep on a consistent schedule, you're waking up and going to bed at the same time every day. It's going to begin to coordinate your hormones, your circadian rhythm. It's going to coordinate your brain signals to the adrenals. So that way you have a more restful sleep over time. The next step is to focus on supporting your cortisol awakening response. So if you remember back from my first or second podcast, which was about blood sugar, intermittent fasting, and insomnia, we talked a lot about having enough calories, eating consistently throughout the day, balanced blood sugar will help support your brain as you sleep during the night. And what that does is it naturally increases your cortisol throughout the night. So when you wake up, you wake up with a lot of cortisol and a lot of energy. So now most people are either waking up with too much cortisol or not enough. So what you can do to support healthy levels of cortisol and the first thing you do when you wake up is to get in front of daylight. And now as the seasons start to change, you might need to buy a light to wake up to. Um, but open your blinds, find an alarm clock that emits light when it turns on. Because the more sunlight on your brain to your brain is going to waken up those morning responses, kick off your adrenals, and help regulate your cortisol. And then it'll also help you stay more awake during the day, be more productive, happier, and healthier. The other thing that you can do is morning exercise. So I like to wake up, grab my toothbrush, brush my teeth, and at the same time, I'm walking around, I'm opening up all the blinds. I do a couple minutes, maybe like two to four minutes of high-intensity workout. So a couple squats, um, lunges, all the things that I can do to get my heart rate up, get my brain working, and all this is coordinating my brain to my adrenals and the rest of my body. And now the first week sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like you don't want to wake up early or at the same time, if you're used to sleeping in or hitting snooze, you don't want to have to do a couple minutes of workout, but it's going to over time help you wake up more consistently, wake up more energized, and you're going to be happier in about a week or two. So stick with it. Be consistent and you'll see the results in just a few weeks. The other thing I like to do is use my essential oils. It's so easy. So I use them at night to help me fall asleep. So I put them on my feet like lavender or vetiver. Um, you can try any combination. Nothing is wrong. It's really just whatever works for you. Now, the only wrong thing I guess I can say is when you're using oils at night, don't use energizing oils. So my poor daughter, she couldn't sleep one night and came down and we were talking and I was like, what's going on? And I, of course, I asked, you know, do you have your diffuser running? She said, yes, of course I do. I always have it on. 
And I said, well, what do you have in there? And she said, peppermint and wild orange. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, don't do that. Those are energizing, awakening oils. So I like to have my diffuser prepped at night for the morning for my bathroom in the kitchen. So I just put peppermint and wild orange in it. How easy is that? At night, you don't want to use energizing oils. You want to use calming oils. So just be very aware of what blends you're using, how often you're using them, because you don't want to mess up that cycle with oils either. The next thing I recommend is, of course, getting saliva tested to get your cortisol and your melatonin's patterns mapped out. So what this tells us is your cortisol levels in the morning, mid-morning, afternoon, and nighttime. And again, in the morning, they should be high and slowly come down throughout the day. So when you go to bed at night, you can fall asleep easily, your cortisol is low. But what we find is that in my practice, I find a lot of people that 3 p.m., their cortisol is extremely high because they're not having good blood sugar throughout the morning. And then especially at lunch, they're having a really crappy lunch, high carb, not enough protein, they're not digesting, and the adrenals have to take over and force the blood sugar to balance out. So there's so many different combinations. Everybody's different. It was really hard to say this is what you look like without having that saliva test done. The other thing is I don't recommend melatonin supplements for a number of reasons. Most people I test with saliva testing have extremely high levels of melatonin when they're supplementing and they're extremely fatigued throughout the day. It's messing up their cortisol production and there's a lot of science and physiology behind this, but I really would recommend staying away from melatonin. One thing that I noticed is that when I take it, um, I just don't feel good in the morning. When we had my son on it because he was having a lot of trouble sleeping and we recommend trying everything and he started sleepwalking and it was extremely scary. He had no idea what he was doing. I was terrified he was going to fall down the steps. And then there is some level of addiction where we think that the melatonin is going to help us sleep. And that's not actually the case. It just becomes a placebo that we rely on to be able to fall asleep. And we have to retrain our brain, our emotions, our physiology, and our body to not rely on something like a supplement to help us fall asleep. So get your saliva tested, figure out where your hormones are, and then you can know exactly how to balance them. The other step that you can do during the day is you use blue light blockers. So if you're looking at screens like your phone or your television, especially all day long, if you're on the computer or you need to be on your phone at night, you can buy blue light blocking glasses. You can get them off of Amazon. There's a number of different companies that sell them. And it's just a great way, a simple way to help balance your brain and make sure that your melatonin signals are functioning. And if you have an updated laptop or phone or tablet, whatever you're using, a lot of them will have blue light blocking filters on them that you can schedule. So as the seasons change, make sure that your blue light blockers are on when the sun goes down, because that's about the time when you shouldn't be having all this external light coming in. And of course, I think everybody knows about having a sleep-friendly bedroom, which means having your room as dark as possible, making sure it's cool, minimizing noise, and of course, keeping work and the television out of your bedroom can be very helpful for many, many people. Then to focus on reading or journaling or meditating at night, and it helps your body and your brain break the association of needing to be alert in the bed. 
So we want to train your body and your brain to associate the bed with sleep and not work or TV. The other part is calming your nervous system. So many people use weighted blankets or additional blankets to calm and balance the brain. So it's more of a sensory input. You can make your own blankets. You can check out Etsy or Amazon blankets. There's a large number of companies that are coming out with weighted blankets that are cooling and safe. So make sure you're always checking your options and getting to know what works for you. The only suggestion I have with that one is to not use it with infants or little children because they can get wrapped up in these very heavy blankets. Suffocation is still an issue. So don't use overnight weighted blankets for your little ones. You can try it out with yourself or use it as a lap pad for little ones too to help them sleep. All right, number eight I have written down here is journal and tap. So if you find that your brain's just running, you're staying up all night with stress and worries and anxiety, a really great way to help release that is to journal all of your worries every night, write out your to-do list so you know that you can go to sleep you're not forgetting anything, and then write a gratitude list for all the things that you're grateful for in your life. And of course, you can use emotional freedom technique or tapping to work through your stress and emotions so you can go to bed rested and worry-free. It helps balance the energy in your body and also helps remove that negative emotion and energy that's stored in your body when you're worrying. Okay, the next one I have is supporting your digestion because a lot of people find that when they go to bed, they're still full or have acid reflux after dinner, or they're waking up in the middle of the night because either you have to go to the bathroom or you're having a lot of gas and potty pain. So I really recommend taking digestive enzymes with dinner and sometimes taking a digestive enzyme and a probiotic before you go to sleep will help keep moving that food down. And then also taking um, things like essential oils. I use Digestin tablets, the soft gels before I go to bed. And then doTERRA has a blend called DDR Prime. I take that too before I go to bed just to soothe my intestines while I'm sleeping. It's not something that needs to be digested. But when you have IBS, colitis, or Crohn's, taking things to support your body while you're sleeping, your body is resting and healing, will just give it that little bit of extra power. And then the last thing I really want to address is snoring or sleep apnea struggles. I recommend that you go to a dentist who is specialized in sleep medicine. They can do an at-home sleep apnea test and really find alternatives to a CPAP or something that's covered by insurance. Um, there's a lot of research out right now about sleep apnea being linked to PCOS and insulin resistance. So sleep and even low testosterone. So when we're talking about sleep apnea, it's so much more than just breathing and snoring. It's about making sure your entire body is functioning and healing. So find a sleep specialist near you that would be really helpful to help be evaluated for either what type of sleep apnea it is and then the right alternative to support you while you sleep. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and if you have any questions or want some personalized help, reach out to me. My email is youroildoc at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine or schedule online at littleblackbagmedicine.com. All right, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you at the next episode.